0: Welcome to Infinite Quest.
1: morning comes and you guys all set off in different directions to explore the town. Uh, Gashan, uh, you head downstairs into the, the tap room of the White Hart, And again, just like always, it is packed with adventurers. A lot of different groups looking around. You really don't recognize any of these people.
0: Is it early or did we sleep in?
1: Yeah, it's kind of, let's say it's, it's about nine o'clock in the morning or something so like kinda that. So they're
0: kind of still planning, but maybe about to take off if they're taking off for the day. That's sort of. That's sort of the atmosphere.
1: Uh, yeah, pretty okay. much.
0: Is Thak at the bar?
1: Uh, Thak is not at the bar, but he's at one of the bigger tables, uh, okay. and he's hanging out with a. Uh, you think his adventuring group, and they're uh, they're like looking at this crude map, and you walk up, and you realize that's the crude map that you gave to Captain Dolgren. Mm. They're talking as you're walking up. You overhear them like this uh, broad-shouldered, uh, looks like a warrior woman. She speaks up. All right, everyone, listen up. Eat up. We leave at high noon. Let's go take out these orcs and goblins. I mean, hobgoblins and goblins.
0: I was going to say.
2: Some professionals.
3: <laughs> Can't tell an orc from a hobgoblin if it smacked him in the nose. <laughs> that's what they say.
1: Is that, is that what they say?
3: Yeah, that's the saying. I'm
4: oh, fairly
1: okay. certain there's something like that. Yeah, it, okay. is now yeah, it is known. It is <laughs> It is known. As you, like, walk up to the group, they just all stop talking and then turn and look at you, and that goes, oh, hey, howdy. Hey, everybody, this is Gashan. She's cool. She, uh, working in the town.
0: I did find that map. You're not hiding anything from me. Don't worry.
1: What? Hiding name- anything? Oh! Oh, this was you. Oh, all right. Um, cool. Captain Dolgren just, uh, hired us to go take care of these, uh, orcs and, sorry, Goblins and hobgoblins out in the uh, the west. There, you guys um, might
0: need a little rest or food before.
1: There's no orcs. <laughs> I did. That was that was a typo. I misspoke. Deck, are you drunk again? No. Maybe. Shut up.
0: Deck sips deeply on his flask. I have a I have a question for you. Um, where are the the good metal workers in this town? Um, I need some help with something.
1: Uh, the woman speaks up she says There's a blacksmith down the street. They're pretty good. And then that goes. Uh, best blacksmithers in Glen. Let me mumble that better. The best best blacksmiths are in Glen. us as, as I say that under my breath, taking a sip. <laughs>
0: You can see a kind of a, a glimmer of. Gashan seems to kind of just understand Thak a little better than the rest of the humans, human like he's, yeah something there's something it's weird. Um, where is that? How far? How far away is that?
1: Uh, Glen? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a, a small dwarven town uh, in the east, just outside the, uh, just inside the woods, on the eastern side of the valley.
0: Would they be willing to help me?
1: Um. If you pay them, yeah. What are you looking for?
0: We, I have a. Ah, uh, she's she's like, not sure she wants to say this in front of everyone. I guess
1: you hear one of the. Uh, there's this halfling there. He says, "Spit it out, uh, Gishan." G- G- Gish- Gishan, yeah, yeah. Spit it out. What you got there?
0: Well, I'm not. I'm not sure. That's the thing. I don't know what it is. It's a metal that I'm a I am a blacksmith, but it's a metal that I haven't seen before.
1: Okay. Um, the entire group of six people like leans in intently, and they're all just looking at you. She Go on.
0: <laughs> I literally have no more information for you.
1: All right. They all lean back and yeah. All right. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh I got to get back to work. Says backing like so, yeah, uh, anyways, blacksmiths at Glen or there's, you know, an average one in town.
0: If we have time, I might try and take my chances in Glen.
1: Well, I'm going to get back to work here.
0: Yeah, you got to
1: get ready. Yeah. All right. Let's kill some hobgoblins. <laughs> All right. Let's kill some hobgoblins and goblins. Go hobgoblin, you're drunk. <laughs> what
0: do Do adventurers, like, say anything? Like, I was going to say good luck, but, like, that doesn't seem... Do they say anything, like, to wish the party?
1: He said the first time you met him, he said good hunting. Okay.
2: Good hunting. Can our party have something cool like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, you could totally make up whatever you want for your party. You guys could also make up a party name, I think. uh...
2: (laughs) We're becoming
0: notorious,
1: apparently. I think we're becoming famous.
0: Oh, yeah. We're on the
1: map. Yeah. Hopefully it's not infamous no no not yet
3: yeah
0: infamous is definitely bad that's
1: only if we blunder i'm not intending on blundering soon huh.
0: where's the rest of my party
1: yeah they uh they all left the bar to go do different things actually you see varaxis right now he's uh chatting it up with the um the bard there that was playing uh the soft melody when you first arrived
0: uh can i go and let him know that i i need to go to glenn
1: yeah, sure, but I mean, at the, the moment it looks like he's pretty engaged with that in that conversation.
0: Then I'm gonna look around for the other two. If I don't see him, I'm just gonna leave.
1: Yeah, they are already gone. Okay. So, yeah, you're gonna leave the bar then? <laughs> yep. Alright, where are you gonna go? To Glen. Okay. Um...
3: How far is it? <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I don't think you asked how far that was. Did I you? didn't. Yeah, you didn't? Okay. Hey, so, you're she- just gonna start walking to Glen? <laughs>
0: She could hop in the back I'm of the wagon go, or something. I'm going to go back and find that and be like, wait, wait, actually. Crucial information. Yeah? How long will it take me to get there?
1: Like, like better part of a day. Mm. He points at the map. See this? Dwarftown? Neesop <laughs> goblins they call it <laughs> <dwarf> town. Cute. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Glenn. Got it.
0: Okay. Since I'm... I can't... I can't contact... The other two, and Braxis seems busy. Uh, Yeah, he just leaves the bar right now. Okay. Um, So I would, at the very least, try and go down to the um, blacksmith down the road. I've got those three um, swords that I wanted to identify and maybe sell. If I can kind of gauge what I think about this blacksmith or any of the blacksmiths working there, I may ask them about the meteorite. But I'm Mm going to assess before I even bother them with it. All
1: right. So, yeah, you go on down the street. um, You uh, find the blacksmith. It's pretty easy to find. The pounding of metal. The constant ting,
0: ting, ting
1: gets louder as you approach. And you see that there's this, you just see them from behind. It's this tall tall person. They're probably like six foot two, Vraxxus' height. And they just have huge broad shoulders and this wild mane of bright orange hair. As you're approaching, they're just pounding away on this, what looks to be, a blade.
0: I'm going to wait until there's some kind of an obvious break in their work and not interrupt them. And okay. be kind of watching and seeing what they're doing Understood. without trying to, like, get in their
1: way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they, they just take a break. And um, as they, uh, they turn around and they, like, wipe their hand on their head, it looks like... I'm not sure if it's a man or a woman. They've got, like, kind of looks uh, sparkling blue eyes and kind of soft features. This person has just dirt all over their face. Dirt and grime and sweat.
0: It's hard work.
1: Yeah, they've taken a break now. They're enjoying a, a what looks to be meat and cheese.
0: Oh, yeah. did they see me?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They basically <laughs> turn like, around. And they see you. Like, huh? Ah.
0: <laughs> I wasn't that far
1: away. Okay. Oh, you were just standing right behind them, all creeper style, <laughs>
0: looking Shandroid. over their shoulder. Okay, I wasn't that close. <laughs> oh man.
1: <laughs> yeah. You still haven't judged the uh, the human distance of oh, no. so, like comfortable. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, you basically like startled them like, yeah. oh. Oh. uh, Huh. oh, huh, huh, hello.
0: Sorry, I have some uh, I have some metalworking questions for you, and some swords that I'm interested in identifying and perhaps selling. Uh, I was working for the city, and that we got the the wolves, and that yeah, we stumbled hey. upon some gear.
1: Oh, um, can I can I see it? Hmm. Um, these wouldn't be stolen, would they?
0: <laughs> God, I don't even know.
1: No? <laughs> well, they they do have, like, a stamp from, like, people from your guild. And Arania <laughs> just showed up with them in your hands.
0: <laughs> Arania would. Uh... Honestly, these are from one of the members of my party. I'm not entirely sure of her trustworthiness yet, so maybe.
1: Oh, well, then, uh, I, I, I can't buy these. Sorry.
0: That's fair. Any other information about them?
1: Oh, uh, yes. They're, um, they're long swords from Battledale. I recognize the craftsmanship. Okay. I know the Smithian Battledale. Uh, they're a friend of mine.
0: Yeah, well, so. We also found this, and I have looked at it, and I am not sure what it is. And so if you have any, if you want to glance at it, I... I...
1: Oh, wow. That looks like meteorite. Okay. Looks like they're thinking really hard. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think it was 100 or maybe 1,000... Years ago maybe maybe 10,000 years ago there was a, a, a meteor crashed in this very valley
0: Wait thousands or ten
1: I don't really recall it somewhere between 100 and 10,000 years ago well we don't have good historical records do we oh I just don't really read history books or pay that much attention to history
0: fair enough mm, reasonable you have a lot of work to do
1: Oh my gods, do I ever. There's so many adventures here. Making all these requests for weapons and armor and repairs. (sighs) It's too much. But in any case, that looks to be meteorite. Okay. But with that much meteorite, you could probably make a small blade out of it.
0: Hmm. What kind of a blade?
1: Um... Maybe a short sword or a scimitar, a rapier maybe, or possibly a thin long sword?
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah, useful. Have you worked with, with Meteorite?
1: Oh, o- o- only in small batches. Nothing ever that size. Are you selling that? How much are you selling that for?
0: Oh, it's not for sale.
1: Oh. Oh. Her shoulder's going to sag. Can I
3: suggest
1: it? Yeah, go ahead.
3: Says the voice on the wind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> If she could help with, like, using it in some way, you could offer the scrap.
1: Yeah, definitely offer the scrap. Which would the scraps.
3: Be, like, good <laughs> payment. It, it could be. I, like, I, if she I'm can kidding. smelt it down or whatever.
0: I'm. I need to I need to speak with uh, my party members, but yeah the creating a weapon sounds like a great idea, and um, if it would be possible for me to use the shop here or to have you work the metal, then whatever's left over after a weapon's created will be yours with whatever other payment is required. uh
1: oh. Oh, you. You
0: want me to work on that? I was watching you work. Apologies for startling you. Uh, and you're clearly good at what you do. Oh, why
1: thank you. I. I don't know what to say. Well, I mean, the dwarves, they don't like my craftsmanship as much.
0: Well, they're rather, rather snobby. <laughs> <laughs> it. This. I don't. I don't know. You haven't seen me around here, but... And this may be a surprise or not, I don't know, but I am a member of your guild. What?
1: Really? Yes. Wow. Do you... Okay, this might sound... Are you
0: going to ask an impertinent question? Or that you're not sure if it's impertinent?
1: I'm not sure what impertinent means, but, uh... It is personal. Do you... Do you breathe fire?
0: Gashan does the the full grin with the teeth and everything, and it's like, it's a lot.
1: Is it like a grin, like I'm going to bite your head off kind of grin? Because if it is...
0: It's hard for humans to tell.
1: When a shark smiles, does it look happy? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, go ahead and roll a uh, persuasion check. 19. They offer like a a weak smile. (laughs) I didn't offend you, did I? No.
0: No. I've I've been around humans for 10 years. This is pretty par for the course. You're mild if anything. Thank you for that. I do. Yes. Do use well. the fire breath.
1: Wow. Do you do you ever use it when you're blacksmithing?
0: A bit. It's generally, you know, it's it's a starter. It's not always I don't want to burn down any shops, so I try to be careful with it, but
1: wow, that's so cool. So, the do you hang out for a little while and uh, chit chat a little bit more they seem very uh, interested in knowing more about you all right um, now we're going to cut over to aranya mhm lady where, in red where are you going to explore in the city black
3: mostly black um
1: <laughs> the red is the blood that she spilled
3: accurate aranya's going to try to sell her old short bow first
1: okay yeah you saw that
3: okay Great. So, Aranya's gonna take the red potion they acquired to the uh-huh. alchemist to try to get it identified. Okay,
1: yeah. You find out, looking around town, you find this place called Almaze the Alchemist. Okay. It's this uh, small two-story building, and uh, entering the front door, you see that there is this kind of U-shaped bar. Mm-hmm. It's very narrow in the center. I mean, it's you could basically you'd be bumping shoulder to shoulder with somebody else, and all along... This uh, bar is all these different like various vials and jars full of all these different kinds of trinkets and mm-hmm. uh, all these manner of bubbling potions and like like insects and containers mm-hmm. and various sorts of strange things on top of all the shelves behind the bar are also filled with all manner of curious things. Some of the jars have moving creatures in them Whoa. and some of them are just like bones of strange what looks to be animals and on top of that there are all manner of different types of herbs and potted plants and other stuff all around there and at the center of this kind of u-shaped bar is a you see this kind of gray-haired gnome who looks to be of late of age and he is looking down at this book and he's scribbling in it furiously.
3: Mm-hmm. Aranya is really excited about the moving live animals and stuff in jars and Uh it's just kind of gonna start like like examining them like checking them out she kind of forgets to introduce herself to the guy in the shop okay cool
1: so uh one of the jars has like what looks to be a right a white rat with red eyes and it's kind of just like climbing up the walls of the jar and Mm kind of like looking at you a little bit uh one of the other jars on the the shelf behind it is looks to be a large centipede that's just like sneaking around in it Another jar has a snake in it, and another one—it looks to be just like a large fishbowl with a couple of uh, one gold and one black fish swimming around in it.
3: Uh, does you recognize any of the plants as things she's seen before?
1: Uh, roll a nature check. Nine. Nine. Yeah, you actually recognize a few of these plants. Um, they are. The, some of them look to be common herbs that you would find in the forest. Uh, some of them are used in healing potions. Other them are used in anti venoms.
3: Cool. Uh, uh, excuse me.
1: The the gnome is still writing his book. He pays you no mind.
3: Excuse me, sir.
1: <clears throat> ah, hello.
3: How do you maintain these animals in jars?
1: I I feed them.
3: They're happy in these jars?
1: Oh. Uh, maybe. I mean, they're all fed and they'd have no predators. So, yes, I would assume they're happy.
3: Oh. <laughs> That's cool.
1: Can, can I help you? He uh, looks up from his book for the, at you for the first time.
3: Uh, yes.
1: He's got a big prominent nose. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's got, like, kind of w- small wisps of white hair around his face.
3: He looks pretty old.
1: Yeah, he looks a, pretty old for a gnome. A gnome? Yeah. So, real old, old. Well, I mean, you're an elf, so he's definitely not as old as, like, some of the elves you know, but he, you know, maybe he's probably about 200 years old, I'm okay. guessing. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so I have this um, potion, and I was wondering if you could help me identify it. She's he holding just, out the red potion that He got. just
1: glances at it. He says, it's a healing potion.
3: Oh, and she's gonna pull the healing potion out. Of they her look bag. very
1: similar. I mean, they look slightly like identical. <laughs> well, slightly different shaped uh, glass. Yeah. Okay. But other than that, the liquids look very similar. Kind of bubbly mm. red liquid.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh no. What, what all do you sell here?
1: Um, well, I'm an alchemist, and I sell potions.
3: What kind of potions you got?
1: Well, I mean. If I just listed them out, I would probably bore you and the listeners to death. So, uh, <laughs> what are you looking for?
3: I don't even know what exists.
1: Ah, <sighs> 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 uh, new customers. Uh, um, <clears throat> Tell get, me. Get, what? Uh, what? Oh, uh, gen, gen, hang, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Genma! Genma, can you come out here, please? All right. And you see this, uh, uh There's a curtain behind this gnome that you notice for the first Mm -hmm. time. This kind of red velvet curtain that blended in with the the dark wood walls. And uh, another gnome appears from behind it. And this gnome actually, both these gnome, this gnome seems very tall. Mm -hmm. And he says, oh, oh, hello. Uh, How can I help you?
3: Hi. Uh, I was just uh, bothering Almay's. About your potions, and I wanted to know kind of what your most popular ones were, or oh, any potions. of your favorite
1: healing potions. <laughs> healing potions are our most popular <laughs> and most favorite because every all the adventurers come here and they get wounded ah, very badly.
3: Okay, what's like next after healing potions? Anti venom's. <laughs> All right. uh, um, any-
1: when he seems very friendly when he smiles at you his kind of eyes just turn into little slits as he smiles from ear Cute. to ear
3: Aranya is like very amused Yeah,
1: he seems like a younger gnome yeah, curly mm-hmm. uh, black hair
3: what's the most I don't know kind of unusual one that you make what's like your specialty
1: hang up for potions Cures hangovers.
3: Ooh, how much for one of those?
1: Oh, five gold.
3: Hmm. Can I take a look?
1: I, gu- I guess, yes. And he shows you should see this kind of, he pulls like a set of potions in this kind of, you know, a wooden potion holder mm-hmm. that you would see. I don't know what. You're a scientist. Hmm. Nikki, uh-huh. you tell me, like, they have, what do you call like a that? Tube that rack. T- yeah, tube rack. He pulls out a potion rack and he sets it down in nice. the barn. It's made of wood and he basically displays these kind of golden, bubbling potions.
3: So, this is the hangover potion.
1: Yes, hangover potion.
3: Uh, how do you make it? Because, like,
1: trade secret.
3: Oh, but I just want to know if any of the plants we were taught to eat to cure hangovers actually help.
1: Trade secret.
3: Oh, okay. Uh, let me get one of
1: those. Okay, five gold.
3: Okay, and she's going to hand over five gold.
1: Okay, anything else? Uh,
3: what do you use these animals for? Like, what's the millipede
1: for? Oh, that is for venom. Millipedes have a a deadly venom.
3: Ooh. Uh.
1: So we use it for anti-venom and other kinds of potions, but, you know, anti-venom, that works.
3: Do you make any poisons?
1: Roll a persuasion check. <laughs> Shit.
3: <laughs> That's a three.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. We don't make questions here. No poisons. No, ah. no poisons. Okay. Poisons are bad, yes. You, you and only antivenoms.
3: Do you use them to study the antivenoms?
1: Uh, no, we use them to make the antivenoms.
3: Oh. Okay, got you.
1: It's like a virus. You use a virus to create a antivirus. Mm. So, you know... Science stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Science mm-hmm. stuff. And alchemy. Mm-hmm.
3: Are there any, like... Are all your potions trade secrets? Like, you gotta be an alchemist to learn it?
1: Uh, maybe an alchemist to learn them, or friends of ours, or, uh, you know, work here, and that kind of thing. Hmm.
3: So I'm an adventurer. Mm-hmm. She says, not quite believing it herself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But... I'll be in town from time to time. Do you have any need for any help around the shop?
1: Well, like, what kind of help? Um... The older kind of cuts in. <clears throat> I forgot what voice I had, but I'm going to try and recreate it. As I talk like this, what kind of help? <laughs>
3: Well, you know, like, I'm pretty good at catching animals, and I can identify a lot of the plants around here. I don't know if that's any help to you, but this stuff looks interesting.
1: What are you proposing?
3: Would any of my skills be of use to you? Hmm.
1: Maybe. I mean, bring in rare animals, maybe parts or rare plants or anything you might find you know blood of trolls or other kinds of creatures might be useful
3: Ooh! alright you, you want to give me like a, a wish list and
1: he scribbles out some um, pieces of paper and uh, he hands it over to you
3: thanks alright
1: uh, Bring bring back whatever you find from this and we will pay you
3: ah In knowledge?
1: In knowledge and other things. (laughs) Hey everyone, this is your Dungeon Master Bobby. So, I've had a few people ask me about the Dalelands and the Forgotten Realms setting. Why I chose this for the story. Well, first, it's because I started my first D&D campaign in the Dalelands 27 years and three editions ago. So it felt fitting to return here for my first podcast. Second, Mistledale is just enough of an open canvas with lots of creative potential that I could fill in the rest with this original story that you're hearing. Could go into more detail, but I don't want to bore you or ruin it. I really hope you're enjoying this podcast. Sorry we aren't up to date on social media. Maybe we'll post soon. Maybe not. But for now, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at infinitequestcast at gmail.com with any questions you have. Additionally, if you like this podcast, leave us a review if you can. And if you know someone who likes D&D, please share this with them. And now, a word from our sponsor.
2: Due to the recent influx of adventurers, all the beasts and monsters in the region have been slain, causing a shortage of leather and hide. But don't worry, because here at Lewin's Fine Leathers, we are offering rodent slippers for a limited time. We even include the tails. Sneak around like the vermin beneath the streets in the latest fall fashion. We're offering rat, mouse, ferret, even stoat. So come check it out before those are extinct too.
1: So uh, you guys all eventually make your way back to the Whiteheart Inn as the sun is going, as the sun is setting. Mm. It's lightly raining now and uh, it's a little chilly out. Uh, When you guys enter, the the bar again is filled with adventurers, but there's also a lot of like townsfolk and uh, sitting down not too far from the message board where you had gotten the original quest of the wolves in the woods. And you can see now looking at it, the, uh, that one is gone. So is the uh, quest for the caravan raiders?
3: Mm-hmm. So what big quests are still up there?
1: Um, there is just like a bunch of old parchments, and the the one about the monster in the woods, mm-hmm. largest okay. font. Largest. What's the largest font? Yes. Uh, it's still the uh, what's called uh, looking for a farmhand. One gold <laughs> piece per ten day.
4: And is, is that in Sansera for high like impact or?
1: It's actually in Comic Sans.
4: Oh, are that you is serious.
3: It's yeah. not in.
1: Tahoma <laughs> oh, okay yeah uh, the bartender comes up and says you guys have to fucking leave <laughs> get out but
4: we're just getting started
1: <laughs> pack up your shit your quest is over is the, uh, is the
4: beautiful elven moon bard playing her her elven moon bard yeah mean Elf bard? I, I mixed it up a bit it sounded awesome
1: uh uh, she is She's tuning... serenading
4: her. me? She's, She's tuning that thing again. Yes. Does she ever play it, or does she just tune it?
1: <laughs> Every time you've walked in the bar and seen her there, she tunes it a little bit, and then she starts playing. Oh, I see what's yeah. happening. She sees me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh,
1: yeah. Sees <laughs> uh, right through you. Uh, well, then, no wonder she doesn't like me that much. <laughs> um, yeah, she's she begins to play uh, a tune, and, like, the whole bar kind of quiets down a little bit. Instead of people getting all rowdy and stuff, it's more calmer atmosphere. Hmm. Aranya quickly gets up and sneaks off to the bar. Uh, you think it's to get some drinks. Typically. Uh, Aranya, as you do go up to the bar, though, to get some drinks, the bartender, uh, it's that same, same woman with the, the dark hair and the pants, and the rose tattoos around her neck, mm-hmm. she says, uh, I, I heard from, uh, Jer that your, uh, your companion there, the drunkard, was asking ah. about the, um, disappearances of the, the farms in the east. if if you do head out that way, just be very careful. Um, rumor has it that it's Drow that are kidnapping the farmers. Drow. Yes, Dark Elves.
3: hmm I I know.
1: Okay, I'm just checking. Yeah. Anyways, they've been uh they've been raiding uh, Mistledale for the last century.
3: Huh. Yeah. Has it gotten worse recently?
1: <sighs> Define worse. I mean, it's just been a steady. War of attrition wow. that we're losing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you even want to call it a war.
3: You think they're trying to, like, take over the territory?
1: I mean, who knows? Hmm. Yeah. All
3: right. So. I didn't catch your name.
1: Oh, my name is Solis.
3: Ah, Solis. Aranya. Nice to actually make your acquaintance.
1: I've heard you've been helping out the uh, the town here.
3: We're trying. we doing what we can.
1: Anyways, this rounds on me.
3: Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. And thanks for the advice. Y'all i will
4: take was... a double of the top shelf. Please. <laughs> suddenly, <laughs> suddenly Braxis
1: is right behind I you.
0: Scoots up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: she says, "All right, that'll be one gold."
4: Oh no, it's uh it's on that dame over there. Didn't she say she was buying rounds
0: and things? The, woman? the, no, the like bartender. A, like oh, a round. Oh, of, oh.
3: A round of ales for everyone. Oh, okay. covered. Yeah, yeah.
4: How terrible! I thought this was included as well in the happy hour.
1: No, definitely oh, no. not. I give her a gold piece reluctantly with no tip. <laughs> she takes your gold piece, gives you a, a good double pour of the top shelf stuff. Damn it! I drink it. It's good.
4: Ooh! <laughs> I'm rekindled with joy.
1: <laughs> it's it's just it's warming you up nicely. It's rekindling the flame inside your chest. <laughs>
4: can't wait for this duet with this
1: moon elf (laughs) alright she gives you kind of a weird expression like these motherfuckers Aranya's
3: gonna keep grinning at Selyse while she like sidesteps back to the table alright real quick Gashan this is for you Aranya hands Gashan the second potion that was found like this is also a healing potion I did have to go to an alchemist to find that out. Um, hmm. Also, um, I was talking to Salise, the lovely barkeep over there, and uh, rumor has it the farmer disappearances might be drow kidnappings. So that's I don't well, know. That's might,
4: kind of a big deal.
3: Might be a lot,
1: but
0: what did? Do- What do all of us know about
1: Drow? If you guys want, you can all roll a history check. That's what I rolled. A 20. Gotcha.
3: Is it an advantage because it's elven?
1: No, it's not an advantage because it's elven. You never (laughs) studied any books. So, Gashen, you rolled a 20. Yeah. Thomas.
2: Thomas just looks expectantly at the other elf in the party like she would know all these things. (laughs)
3: 13.
1: 13. And Praxis? Uh, uh, it was a 13. 22. 22. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas suddenly realized that he actually has read a lot of books
2: <laughs> and studied. Oh, right. That was my minor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> a minor in Dark Elven history. Our yeah. weird Hermit and Dragonborn are. Strangely knowledgeable. (laughs) Yes.
1: So you guys know uh, Gashan and Thomas. You know that dark elves are a subset of elven race. And they long ago, during a great elven civil war, they were driven underground. And during their time underground, their skin began to change to a dark kind of purple hue. And their hair turned white. Uh, They come from a matriarchal society. Uh, They... Uh, kidnap people and turn them into slaves. Sometimes they do devil worship. Uh, they raid the surface now. every now and then. They like spiders. But you also know that there are good factions at trial.
3: Aranya, being an elf, is <laughs> going to try to spout knowledge about them.
1: Okay, yeah, go ahead and spout some ridiculous knowledge right. Aranya.
3: So Aranya's like, okay, I know you might not all be familiar with dark elves, so let me fill you in. Uh, they have this creepy white skin and purple hair and really long (laughs) teeth and they mostly live in caves but only on the tops of mountains and they worship the moon and also
1: snakes. They sound horrible. (laughs) Rex, is even, uh, you know that she's full of shit. Yeah, that
4: doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah. Somebody from another table is like, that doesn't make any goddamn sense.
4: (laughs) the little teeny bit that I do know about them is at least that they deal in slaves quite often. Or so we've heard on the port cities as they sell them to pirates that wish to sail them to more enterprising places.
3: Mm. Uh,
1: you know, Thomas, during your your research in your hermitude, we're going to use that word, um, you you did come across that Cormanthor uh, was like the heart of like an ancient elven empire. And the drow, after the civil war and the drow were driven underground, when they did a lot of raids, they would raid a lot of elven settlements and elven ruins in particular.
2: I, I share this to the party with particular contempt for Aranya for not knowing this. <laughs> Slightly understated.
3: Aranya, like, cannot make
0: eye contact with anyone in the group right now. Christian's <laughs> like, that'll. That that all tracks. Tahomas, Aranya, or what? N- never
4: mind. Um, I, during my wandering around town, which basically it turned into, by the way, Tahomas, what is going on with those garish boots you were wearing? Oh, there have my you friend?
2: seen these? I, I I flop one up on the table <laughs> and then proceed to immediately flop the other across with that one. I mean, they're above your knee. How much did you pay for such beautiful boots? I paid in leather. And I was <laughs> paid in turn <laughs> in leather. Fair that trade.
4: is quite an interesting contractual agreement. We'll discuss it later. But between Aranya, you and I, we are looking quite fashionable, I must say. Our boot oh. collection is... Can your kind wear boots?
0: <laughs> boots, for me, are hard to come by.
4: Do you think we found some that had the uh, toes cut out that you could possibly wear them?
0: Depends on how wide they you are. You would
4: look more human, and you'd be Ooh. accepted in the town if people were looking only,
0: no, no, at ankles, it no. would
3: it would do a nice job of concealing your footprints.
2: I'm up here.
0: Without the,
4: we'll discuss it when we get to town. I'm sure we can find somebody to make awesome <laughs> ones for you.
0: Custom made boots that are gonna, well, uh, yeah.
4: I okay. digress. Yeah. Elven artifacts, anybody? I've heard that there are ancient elven artifacts in a nearby uh, gallant's Roos, which is in. A terribly forsaken place that sounds quite dangerous, but besides that, I have somebody who would be interested in purchasing any of them, should we not be interested in using them for our own endeavors.
3: Oh. That could be fun.
4: Yes. I mean, if it's on the way, of course.
3: Hmm. I mean, it's not not on the
4: way. And plus, we wouldn't want these drow to get their hands on such powerful things now, would we? Mm. It does
3: sound like the kind of thing mm. the drow would want, right?
1: For the greater good. Uh, Thomas, this actually kind of corresponds with a lot of your research. There are there are a lot of elven items of power that are buried deep in the valley in a lot of underground ruins. And you know that they're not just worth money, but this, this could be one of the ones that you were actually researching. You, your notes and your research is kind of a little scattered and broken, but you have heard that there's like buried thousands and thousands of years ago was this one elven item of power do i know what sort of use this item of power had no like the the last book you had on it was something you scavenged and it was missing a lot of its pages Mm.
2: i'd like to share this with the party but just make eye contact without ronnie the entire time while i'm (laughs) explaining elven history (laughs)
3: Aranya stares back at him very blankly. You cannot tell whether or not she's
1: listening. <laughs> now, this is also... This is, like, deep elven history. Like, you know how you're talking about you minored in history? Oh. It's more like you... you this was your master's. Some dark web, nice. deep web type, <laughs> yeah. web type
4: stuff.
3: He had a lot of time. Was Tahomas a bit of an anthropologist? Like, living at the fringes of this elven village to, like, learn more about them?
1: Yes, actually. he And he definitely bought a lot of books. Ooh. He was he was like a, okay. a recluse in a shut-in. And, so
3: like, while he was acquiring knowledge and reading all the books, Aranya was like gallivanting about <laughs> completely ignoring every folklore and fairy tale and like actual history lesson that her elders were trying to teach her. Great.
1: <laughs> Classic Aranya.
2: Classic. Well, I, I rather like this idea of exploring this, this ruin. I think there's answers and... Well I mean other we, things we had there. Yeah, I mean
4: it, it, it is at least a lead. I feel like we've been wandering the city for a few days now. I mean, obviously completing quests, but seems like at least we need a direction. Yeah. Elven artifacts sound like a good one.
0: Well, we clearly weren't the professionals hired on to do the work the city was really interested in, so I wonder how much they're getting paid for that. Yeah, I am I did not find that out, but I know I I sized up the group a little bit how they look more than competent tougher than us there are also more than more of them
1: typical hey they, they did look really well equipped
4: we do have
3: In the, the advantage of being light on our
4: feet well i mean we're new at this oh yeah i mean we have a lot of vertical room for growth as it cool
0: light on our feet I like that we're talking ourselves
4: <laughs> I think we got this. Right? We're gonna do alright. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Don't even worry about okay, it.
4: It'll be fine. <laughs> what could possibly go we'll, wrong? Oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> it won't stop bleeding. <laughs> we'll just sleep tomorrow. It'll be fine. It's the worst that could happen.
0: So yeah, the, the the group that I was talking about, turns out it's Thak. And some other folks. Thak, you remember the, the giant dwarf? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's his it's his group. Um, I was going to tell you for but you looked deep in conversation and then you ran away. So. Mm-hmm. My bad. Eh. Your mind is sometimes places where I'm not entirely sure I know how to be. Anyway, I guess Have that's... a
4: few more of these drinks and I you'll you'll get a glimpse.
0: You you know that that is not No. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh Aranya. Yeah, the meteorite Mm -hmm. still unclear exactly what metal it is but the the blacksmith in town can help with it and the amount and we were both examining it and they're a member of my guild so just I generally will trust their work Um, we could make a weapon out of it that could be cool not a big enough weapon for me But it could work for you. That sounds fun. Is there something that you're interested in? Because we haven't started on this project yet.
1: Ooh.
3: I mean, I'm partial to the rapier. It's the only thing I really know how to wield. Fair enough. That was
0: one of the options. That I could do. Yeah, that would be a bit too small for you. (laughs) I mean...
1: You definitely couldn't. Like, your hands are so big, it would be like... (laughs) It would look like a toothpick. It's it's
0: a knitting needle.
1: (laughs) What are you going to hurt with that dagger?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You'd be surprised. Anyway.
1: (laughs) Dragon's got
2: claws. (laughs) Episode title.
0: Yes. But yeah, I... Depending on depending on where where is this this potential quest, Raxis, Have you already committed us to this?
4: I mean, I, I, there was no blood pact signed, but I said that we would look into it for him if we found it convenient.
3: And does he need any kind of confirmation that we've accepted?
4: No, he's simply interested in if we find things of interest, we bring it to him, and he will offer money for said items.
3: Well. I say we pack up our bags, tell no one where we're heading, and just uh, see how it goes.
1: Be like the sea. And do you even know where you're heading? That's the question.
0: Also, that.
1: Can mm. no. you
0: describe? I, I. Can we.
4: I could parlay more information from him. You alone. Is that the I best to I mean, unless you to... want to squat out.
3: I'd like to accompany you, but perhaps unobserved.
1: Um. You guys kind of have the information already. Oh. Okay. Um,
3: we, uh, do I know where Galas Ruth
1: is? Vraxis, he told you that Galas Ruth was a ruin on the eastern side of the valley, just uh, about a day's ride away, day and a half. And because this is more character knowledge than player right. knowledge, um, and Aranya, you know this, the valley so well, it's actually on your map. Oh, great. And this is cool. That map there, yeah. this is a map in your head. By yeah, the yeah,
3: way. yeah. That's yeah. what I kind of figured.
0: So if we're going to the east, mm-hmm. uh, Aranya, if you can wait a bit for this weapon to be forged, I would really actually like to go to the dwarf town that's over in the east to Glen. Oh, well, uh, I know where Glen is.
3: It's right across the road from Galvis' roost. Just a, they're on the, they're right off the same road.
4: How convenient.
3: Very, yeah. So Um, we'd have
0: time to do both things. We could
3: certainly drop off the
0: ore Ore, ore. meteorite.
4: (laughs) We could drop off the meteorite and see if the dwarves have any information in reference to this elven place.
3: Actually, yeah, that's a great idea.
4: They usually seem to know the comings and goings of elves.
3: And maybe we could give some of the meteorite to them as some kind of...
0: We're going to have to give them something. When yeah. I asked back if they would even work with me, it was money or nothing. All right.
3: Well, yeah, we can
0: offer something.
4: Question: are we going to be going mounted
2: on a caravan, wagon, or on foot? It's only a day. Tahomus looks pleased that Varaxxus said we. He wasn't quite entirely certain this party would invite him on the next adventure, <laughs> so.
3: um, How much, you know do you think your friend wants to buy like do we have any sense of how much material we might So be
4: he's he here get? here's how it works. He's interested in paying us a set amount of money per item that we retrieve whether okay. it be a relic or a you know things of interest it was going to be based on his discretion. However, our negotiation power will obviously change if it is a uh, a beautiful golden sculpture of an elven princess that looks priceless, we'll probably ask for more than what he is simply requesting. Uh, yeah. But, more than anything, I just like the tip that he gave
2: us.
3: Alright, well, I feel like we could go on foot. It's close enough that if we uh, find a lot there, we could head back with a slower form of transport. Okay. Cart, cart some things out. Make our fortune. Mm.
2: Speed cows are expensive, and you gotta feed them. So I we just we just take it on foot.
3: Did you say speed cow? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. In common.
2: Speed cow, you know. But 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 quicker. Horse. Horse. (laughs) Horse. We 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 can't afford those yet, can we?
3: (laughs) I doubt it. Well, no, we can't. Um. Yeah, let's just go on foot.
0: Are you still going to see this? Braxis's contact? Mm, Yeah, I'll come with.
4: We'll swing by on the way.
3: But
2: But these boots were made for walking. Yeah. (laughs) I take this opportunity to show my boots again.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make myself scarce at your meeting. Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool.
4: Do do like the the crossed arm shady look
1: thing so he knows we're serious? Oh, definitely. awesome. Are you guys gonna go visit him this evening? Or... yeah, we're, we'll we'll wrap on the door now if possible. <laughs> What's up so that we I could... was gonna
0: say are we like sleeping first?
3: Everyone's rested enough and sober ish. <laughs> Let's go.
1: Thank you for listening to Infinite Quest. A big thank you to Daniel Fryhofer, our talented audio engineer, for editing, mixing, and mastering. You can reach him at fryhoferd at gmail.com. Additional thanks to tabletopaudio.com for theme songs. If
3: you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you and hope you will join us for the next episode of Infinite Quest.